We were chatting with Sheila Flanagan and we were hearing about some of the background as to why on November 9th there's going to be a tremendous performance in Toronto and Otuna Cassidy is the musical impresario genius behind all of it. Otun, welcome and thanks a million for taking the time to have a chat. Thanks very much Austin, delighted to talk to you. Uh, hello to everyone there in Canada. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you all for this great concert uh, on the 9th of November celebrating Canada's uh, birthday, 150th birthday, and this is, in a sense, Ireland's contribution to that uh, great occasion. So, Audrey, prior to uh, 2016, would you personally have had much awareness of the relationship, the historical bond between Ireland and Canada from the family? Uh, Not really. I mean, we were aware of Canada but we weren't aware of Canada's role in the, uh, I would say, catastrophe of of uh, 1847, and we certainly weren't aware of how heroic Canada was in uh, taking so many destitute uh, Irish people in, uh, when actually uh, they were being, in some cases, swamped by the numbers. So, in learning something like that relatively new, does that impact how you would approach the creative process as distinct from having grown up with a knowledge of your own culture and your own history? So to try to take what you're learning new and then respond to it. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the creative process is you're responding to a whole set of circumstances and a whole new narrative. Uh, and the Canadian story... It's, it's, it's a story of hope and it's a, a story of triumph in adversity uh, and it is really a beacon for us uh, you know, today with, with, with so many problems and so many issues to do with immigration and uh, people being destitute. It really is a reminder to us uh, how one should behave in those circumstances and in, in effect Canada has created the model. And as you became aware of the history and the story, uh, particularly of Grosile, Montreal, uh, Toronto, and I know we're focusing on Toronto on the 9th of November. Um, How did it touch you and in what way would you say it inspired you? Well, I was always aware of the famine, but I hadn't been aware of, of the depths of the suffering I hadn't been aware of how awful the crossings were in the coffin ships with phenomenal mortality rates. I hadn't been aware of that Canada was, in a sense, the main point of entry. Uh, And I wasn't aware of the vast numbers that travelled in 1847. For example, the population of Toronto almost doubled uh, during 1847 with with destitute Irish. Uh, And one of the people we'll be celebrating uh, in the concert in St. James's on the 9th will be uh, a man called George Robert Grasset, who, who was a young doctor uh, and a brother of the Archbishop, uh, Anglican Archbishop of Toronto. Uh, and he stepped up to the plate and volunteered to help the destitute Irish uh, as he was, he was a doctor. Uh, and in doing so, he knew he was in a, self, in a sense giving uh, his life because a month later he was dead. Mm-hmm. And, and when you put it in that context, you know, in today's terms, it's like if a million people were to arrive in Dublin or if there were 
4 million, 5 million people to arrive in Toronto, it's beyond comprehension that a population could double in such a short period of time. To try to capture some of that in an artistic form, is that which, it's a tremendous challenge. Tremendous is the word. Um, it's an ex- extraordinary story and it's full of heroism. It's full of, uh, it's full of incidents like people being put onto steamers and coming down river. Uh, you're talking about fever sheds. You're talking about orphans. Uh, you're talking about the Canadians who took in orphaned Irish and treated them very well. Uh, you know, the the whole concept of telling the children never to forget, to never forget where they came from. Uh, and since you have a, a really strong narrative now with, between Irish and French Canadians in that tradition of the orphans being taken in and treated so well and being encouraged to keep their, their family names. So, Audrin, you mentioned the word narrative and, of course, what you do is you take a narrative and you bring it to um, a musical story. The, the narrative in this case is very rich. Are you... <coughs> excuse me. Would you say that you're in some way constrained because it's such a rich narrative in what you can deliver in what would be a reasonably manageable period of time or within a, a reasonable number of pieces? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say constrained. I mean, you have to be selective you know, because you can't cover everything. But there is a wonderful story. I mean, if you think of departure from Ireland, um, you know, the, 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 the catch call death or Canada, uh, people going on to boats. Uh, one particular uh, girl that we're aware of, uh, the Belle of Whitby, she was a young 17-year-old girl from Nina who travelled with her aunt and younger brother, lost her brother on the Keys, but still had to leave because to have stayed would have meant certain death. Uh, went with her aunt to Toronto, thrived, uh, you know, became a beauty, married well, and many, many Canadians are descended from her. That's a great story. That's a great story of triumph and adversity. And I think that's something that you'd like to express musically. Indeed. Now, I know we're going to be very fortunate that your daughter will be travelling with you, and your daughter has a beautiful voice. She performed at the 1916 commemorative concert in Dublin in, on Easter Monday, 2016 so that certainly will be a treat to have Sibale join you as well well thank you very much Sibale she was she was she came to prominence during the whole 1916 uh, celebrations uh, and she's became very become very well known here in Ireland and she will obviously be starring in the concert but there will be many others uh, I've written a lot of music that will be played uh, by the Gore the band who are coming uh, and, and their director Pat Kenny uh, John Feely, uh, Ireland's premier classical guitarist, uh, fabulous guitarist and a fabulous guy, I have to say. Uh, he'll be featuring uh, very prominently at the concert, as will some soloists we're bringing with us. A nephew of mine, a piper, who uh, who is also the young piper of the year, or young musician of the year here in Ireland, uh, he'll be featuring on the pipes. Uh, Kathleen McGiermada will be coming as a soprano. Lawrence Thackeray will be singing as a tenor. Uh, so it's quite quite a treat in store for us, uh, and we'll have not only items that I have composed and arranged, but songs like Lag- La Raglan Road, uh, Lady Ivy, uh, The Cool, and, and many, many more. Um, when you mention um, the different instruments, your instrument, as I understand, is the violin. 
it is, yeah. Is it difficult for you then to, I won't say get into the head of, but or to get into the space of different instruments and how those instruments would interact with each other in your compositions? Uh, I suppose I've been brought up in both traditions. I've been brought up in the classical and in the Irish traditional music tradition. So in a sense, I would have, have a kind of an intuitive feeling for both sides of the fence. You see, if you're going to, if you're going to merge, and, and this is what I'm trying to do musically, if you're going to merge two very distinct genres and traditions, um, you have to know both very well. In other words, you have to be speaking uh, as a participant in both traditions. Uh, and so I can, I can sort of visualize the sounds of all the orchestral instruments and I also have a, a, an intimate knowledge of, of the violin, the pipes, uh, shano singing, all those uh, aspects of Irish music. Uh, Shibel is, is essentially a shano singer, which uh, translates to old-style singing. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a very ancient, probably, probably dating back to the, mid, the early ages. It's a very evocative uh, style of singing. Uh, that is very, very haunting and actually lends itself incredibly well to an orchestral setting. So you have somebody as young as Shebel, who's only 19 years old, singing in a style that goes back to the early Middle Ages. So that's quite something. Now, um, Audrey, we didn't talk about your family heritage, but uh, I know I have um, played some of the material that your family produced over the years. Uh, as a member of the Cassidy family, in the Cassidy well, we've, we've, we've been singing, and, and I suppose Shibel and Machu, they would be inheritors of that tradition as well. But we've been singing. Uh, song was part of the home. Music was part of the home. Uh, so we grew up with music and song uh, in the house. And that evolved into a family group called the Cassidy or the Cassidy's. Uh, and uh, we, we, we became quite well known, I think, at a certain time. And uh, we toured extensively. We actually did a tour of the Maritimes uh, in the early 90s. Right. Uh, we were in Newfoundland and Nova Scotia, and uh, even up in Labrador, we did a concert. Uh, I know one of the tri they what was uh, pre CD days, the old tapes. Uh, I had uh, Orona Cassidy. Oh, did you have that one? I still, and <laughs> that I was, that was a good that was a good album actually. Um, the idea with that album was to um, to bring back a lot of the songs that had been popular in the schools. Uh, many years before, but were beginning to die out. So they, they wanted a RTE, which is the Irish uh, National Broadcasting uh, Corporation, wanted an album of of songs that were popular in the schools, but they wanted it dressed up in a way that would be uh, accessible and interesting for for younger people. So that was the challenge there, and and I think it, it I think it worked. It did work, and it in some ways is timeless. Well, that's great to hear. Because I still I still do enjoy listening, and you still put tape out of the car, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've converted to MP3. I'll bring one over for you. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you have a car with the tape in it? Speaking of that and the tradition of Shannos and the Irish language and the songs at school, there has been a tremendous revival in Ireland, uh, as I understand. Because I was over recently, I was at the Flan Ennis, <coughs> and I was so impressed by the number of young people who were there, who were performing, who are embracing the music and the culture. It's very heart, uh, heartening uh, to see how there's a sort of almost a spring well of um, interest and energy uh, am 
among the youth for, for things like the Irish language and Irish music. Uh, I really have to say that. A great contributor to that would be organisations like Cultus Culturier and that have that have you know gone out of their way to give music training to you know to the populace in a sense. And uh, so you have large amounts of young people now who play musical instruments and who sing and love Irish traditional music. Indeed. Odron, there's been coordination and stimulation for you on the Canadian size side, and I know there's one person particularly who's been very influential and instrumental in all of this. I'd, lo- I'd love to mention Robert Cairns. He's been uh, extraordinary. He has shown himself wholeheartedly at this project, as he has uh, asked Ireland Park Foundation to support us as well. Uh, and really, he has worked tirelessly to make not only this uh, concert in November happen uh, for Canada's birthday, but also for the big event that will be happening next July uh, for, for, for the Grasset Park, uh, for the opening of Grasset Park. And, you know, Robert, uh, I think he loves Ireland and he loves Canada. And I think his life's ambition almost is to see the relations between Ireland and Canada improve as much as possible and particularly for Irish people to be aware of the enormous contribution that Canada made, not only to the Irish when they were destitute, but right up to the present day, they have been a great, uh, benign and positive force in the development of modern Ireland. Well, Audrin, 9th of November, um, and uh, we'll share the details on where people can get tickets and how to get in touch, and it certainly is a night that... Uh, I think people who go will really appreciate and treasure and remember. And I, I, I don't think I'd be able to make it, as I said, but uh, I know at some stage in the future we'll get to connect. And, and often I'd just like to mention one thing more, if I could. I'd like to mention Culture Ireland. They've been wonderful. They've supported us. They've helped us get out to Canada. And I really would like to thank them on air. Indeed, they are fantastic. And they're, they really support Irish talent, uh, sending them worldwide as a fantastic export. Hugely, hugely. Thanks, Audra. Thanks, Austin. Great to talk to you.